Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Promise Perspective podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Schleter, and I'm also the founder and owner of the Promise Perspective. If you're listening in today, I am so glad that you're here, and I hope to fill your heart today with truth and encouragement. On today's episode, I want to shed some light on a couple of truths, one of them being that the word surrender isn't as scary of a word as some people might think, and we will also be taking a deep dive in explaining why God made it so easy and accessible to be in a relationship with Him. We, and I say that very broadly, have overcomplicated God, and I believe a lot of confusion comes from the lack of a personal, intimate, one-on-one relationship with Him. So it is time to get back to the basics and back to the foundation of what it really means to have a relationship with an almighty God, because that is where true simplicity is found. So let's get right into it. to start out by saying before we get into this podcast episode, I, thanks to Time Hop, I saw that today marks five years since I was baptized and gave my life to Christ. And let me just say, you know, I'm recording this on January 29th of this year. And um, this has just been the last five years have They've been some of the hardest years of my life, but ever since I gave my life to Christ, things have just been so different. I have, and I think this is important to talk about before we get into this episode, because five years ago, I didn't really understand what it meant to surrender my life to Christ. Um, Even after I was baptized, I was still doing things that weren't very Christ-like, and I learned a lot of lessons along the way. And I think that the difference is, is that when you are intentional with your relationship with Jesus, things don't always happen the way you expect or the way you plan them to. But the difference is that you are surrendering to starting a relationship with Him. You're starting to submit to the discipline and the building blocks of what God's trying to teach you. And I think that's so relevant to what we're talking about today because I'm just so thankful I'm not the same person I was before I sat in that tub of water. And man, if I could tell you anything about what that day meant to me, it's about surrender, the importance of surrender. And it's about how simple it is to have a relationship with Jesus. So I just wanted to say that before we get started. And I think one of the biggest lies the enemy, the enemy will tell us is that our relationship with God is supposed to be difficult. And that salvation is something that must be earned. The reason I feel this way is because 
One thing I know for sure is that the enemy wants to do everything he can to keep us from coming to Jesus. Our relationship with God is a threat to his mission to seek, kill, and destroy. For the longest time, my relationship with God was estranged because I felt like God not only couldn't forgive someone like me, but that he also couldn't use someone like me either. I had this works-based mentality that if I just read my Bible enough or went to church enough or didn't cuss or didn't do this or that, that I would be good enough for God to use me. Even, even though I didn't know it at the time, my mindset, that, that mindset was actually putting a wedge between me and my relationship with God. I thought in order for God to use me, I had to have everything all together. It wasn't until I stepped into a relationship with him that I realized that that couldn't be further from the truth. And I have to be perfectly honest with you. I have to denounce those feelings to this day. Those thoughts of you're not good enough for God to use you creep up in my head constantly. And especially now that I've stepped into this calling of teaching the gospel to others, I'm always battling with those those thoughts of, and there's a phrase for it, it's called <laughs> imposter syndrome. Um, and I'm not referring to it in clinical terms, but some days I really do, I really do feel like because I'm a sinner, I'm a fraud and I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. (laughs) The spiritual battle is real. I'm sure some of you can relate. And it's during those times where I have to literally take those thoughts captive and drop kick them out of my mind. I have to remind myself, and maybe this can be your reminder too, that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Jesus said the same thing in Mark chapter 2, verse 17. He said, I didn't come to call the righteous. I came to call the sinners. So because the enemy is a liar, I think that a lot of times, many, many of us have a hard time coming to God because we know we're not good enough or worthy enough to be in communion with him. The word Surrender is a scary word because we feel like we have to give up everything to follow Jesus. And hear me out on this. I want to say first that, yes, both of those statements are true. We aren't worthy enough to be in God's presence. And yes, surrender does mean that we must deny ourselves to follow him. But the most important thing that we must understand and honestly remind ourselves of is what it really meant for Jesus to sacrifice himself on the cross for us. I talk about this all the time and I will continue to talk about it and remind you because this truth is the essence of our salvation. The prophet Isaiah beautifully describes what this was about when Jesus, um, when he was talking about what the coming Messiah would face. Remember, this was written before Jesus was born and Jesus fulfilled this perfectly in his life and on the cross. This is what had to take place for us to be able to have access to God. It says in Isaiah chapter 53, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it says that Jesus was despised and rejected by men, yet he bore our sickness and carried our pains. He was pierced because of our rebellion, crushed because of our sin, and that the punishment for our peace was on him. It says that the Lord 
has punished him for the iniquity of us all. Every time I read that, it just brings (laughs) tears to my eyes. (sighs) But humanity has always fallen short. But God sent Jesus here as God in the flesh because he was the only one capable of living a perfect life and the only one strong enough to defeat Satan. By his grace, he makes us worthy. We are not worthy on our own. That's why Jesus always had something to say about the self-righteous people. Knowing how expensive and precious that gift of grace is, the reason God wants us to be in relationship with him is because he wants to work on you. His grace is what humbles the human heart and breaks the walls of pride in our lives because we know without grace and salvation, without God, we are nothing. But our God is a God of sanctification, which means that having a relationship with him is one thing, but he doesn't stop there. He's always working on us and molding us to be more like him. Sanctification literally means to set apart for special use or purpose. It is the process of God moving in our hearts and disciplining our minds with his truths. It's a process that involves a lot of grace and a lot of discipline. Sanctification is a process that you and I will never complete. We will go through this for the rest of our lives. And, you know, God wants to use you. But the process of sanctification and how God is setting us apart for a special purpose is something that requires surrender. And that is where so many people get caught up. Surrender used to be a very scary word to me. It it just seemed impossible. For the longest time, I didn't know what surrender really meant and what that would re- what that would require of me. Give up everything and follow God? What? How? <laughs> and what I've learned and what I hope you take away from this episode today is that in its simplest form, surrendering to God really means that we surrender to the process of sanctification. It means that we are ready and willing to start the building process of God's will for our lives. And it means that we are ready to be intentional with seeking God and spending time with him. Surrender doesn't mean we pack up our bags and move to Haiti to help feed and house the needy. Although there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. If that is the calling God has put on your heart, but the most basic and foundational part about surrender is that you're willing to say, God, I need you to teach me. I'm ready to learn what you have to say. I'm ready to spend time with you because beautiful and amazing things happen when we place our heart at the foot of the cross. God has set you apart for a purpose. You are called. You have a very special assignment that God wants to accomplish in your life, but we have to be students first. We need to learn his truth and his heart first so that we can also know exactly how God wants to use us and so that we can be good and effective stewards of our spiritual gifts. But this process also means to surrender to our old ways of thinking. It means to surrender the thoughts about who you once were 
before you were made new. Surrender really means that you're ready and willing to seek God's will for your life. He always wants what's best for you. So the process of surrender and sanctification means that we are allowing him to move in our hearts. However, and I will say this, surrender is a choice that you have to make every day. It's a choice you have to make every day because in order to be intentional in our relationship with God, we have to spend time with him. It's that simple. Not once a week, not sporadically, every day. And I would be doing you a huge injustice if I didn't tell you this, but the thing about hustle culture and this fast-paced world we live in is that we seek instant gratification. And we're we are such busybodies that finding downtime and to, just to rest is just impossible. Like I get it, trust me, I do. And I don't know if you know this or not, but God actually requires us to rest. It's not optional. It's a priority. God even rested on the seventh day when he created the world. And I'm not just talking about a rest from manual labor. I'm talking about rest in his promises. It says in Exodus chapter 14, verse 14, that the Lord will fight for you. You just need to be still. He wants us to find rest through stillness through his word, through his promises. And it's through, it's through that time spent with him that we're reminded of his sovereignty. We are reminded of his goodness and rest in him is the only way we can find true strength and purpose. I mean, you know, you have a good God when he says to rest in him and let him fill you up. (laughs) Don't let the busyness of this world keep you from overlooking the fact that rest is a priority for God. True strength is built through stillness and rest in Him. And this is where I want to talk about simplicity. I feel like a lot of people think that God expects all of this stuff from us when we talk about walking with Him. Like He's hard to please or something. People think it's hard and it takes a lot of work. And it's not, it's not necessarily work that's required. It's more so intention and priority. You make time for things that are important to you. And my encouragement and advice to you is to just pick one part of your daily routine that you can be more intentional with to spend time with God. You, you got a long drive to work, pop on a sermon or a podcast. You feel like you have no time to pray, do it on your lunch break. Do it in the shower. Make that your prayer time. Get up 30 minutes before your kids in the morning. Or if you're not a morning person, put the kids to bed 30 minutes earlier each night. I promise you that if you just make that one small change in your daily routine enough to create a habit in your life, God will show up and show out and you will be just in awe of the things he reveals to you and teaches you through through intention and priority. I promise you, it's the little changes. God rewards those who seek him. That's a promise. Book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 6. As I was preparing my notes for this podcast, I, I got a notification on my phone that said, 
my average screen time last week was seven hours and 11 minutes per day. God is funny. (laughs) This is like the perfect time for this reminder because this is so relevant to this episode and this message. But fun fact, did you know that the average American spends over seven hours looking at their phone each day? Granted, I will say that the virtual world definitely contributes to that. But around 30% of Americans' screen time is taken up by social media, which equals out to about two hours and seven minutes every day. You want to hear something else that'll blow your mind? American adults are also consuming more social media than American teenagers who spend around 22% of their time looking at social media. And these numbers all come from a media census. I believe these numbers are from 2020. We really have no excuse. And I'm talking to myself too. Every time I get notifications of my screen time, it's a very sobering reminder that I need to be more wise on how I spend my time. If we're struggling in our faith, we need to be honest with ourselves and ask ourselves these questions. Do I have a prayer life? Do I commune with God? And am I in my Bible? We can't say that we don't hear from God if we aren't in our Bibles, because most times it's not that God has a speaking problem. It's that we have a listening problem. And the most beautiful part about a relationship with God is that at the end of the day, he just wants to hear your voice. He loves to hear from us. A lot of times I get the most out of my prayers when I just have a conversation with Jesus. I tell him I'm frustrated. He hears that a lot. (laughs) I tell him when I'm confused. I tell him when something made me laugh that day. I tell him the good parts about my day. I tell him the bad parts about my day. God cares about how you feel. Jesus is God, but he also put on flesh and came down here to walk and talk with us. He knows how to be God, but he also knows how to be human. He asks us to come to him just as we are. Let me remind you again that he just wants to hear from you. That's all. He loves your voice. After all, it's the voice he gave you. (laughs) You know how when a baby is born... The mother is anxious to hear the sound of their newborn cry because they know if they cry out, it means that they're alive and well. Well, God is the same way. He is so eager to hear from you. He wants you to cry out to him as well as give thanks to him. The true simplicity in Christ comes from the fact that he gave each of us hearts capable of communing with him. Relationship with him is his number one priority. And the simplicity in it is in knowing how accessible he is to us and how eager he is for you to walk and talk with him. But I also, I don't want you to be confused because although communion with with God is designed to be easy and accessible, that does not mean that our walk will be easy. Honestly, walking with Christ is hard because We're called to trust and obey his commands. The thing that I feel is often most misconstrued about the Bible is the false teaching that God wants us to be happy. And the false part about that is that happiness is circumstantial 
and materialistic. God never tells us to be happy. Happiness isn't mentioned in the Bible at all. Life isn't about finding what makes you happy. It's about finding joy. The Bible is actually given to us to teach us how to endure suffering and to find true joy. Joy is eternal and rooted in Him. If you think about it, the things that make us happy are also the same things that can be taken away from us. Joy is something this world can never give you and it can never take away from you. And this is exactly why we must find rest in him. Finding joy is necessary in order to endure suffering and the trials of life until we're called home. There are so many benefits that come from a relationship with God and through reading and studying his word. And the end result of surrender and being in a relationship with God that is rooted in intention and priority is that what happens as God is teaching you is that you really do begin to think more like him. You develop discernment, a spiritual understanding and direction, which is also something the world cannot teach you. Discernment is a gift from God. And the more you think like him, the more you begin to want what God wants. If your relationship with God becomes a priority in your life, you will see that his will also becomes a priority in your life. Your joy is firmly planted and rooted. Your hope grows, your faith grows, and in turn, you begin to do things out of a deep love and reverence for God. You desire the things that God wants because God has poured into your cup so much through rest and this surrender and eagerness to be disciplined and sanctified that your cup begins to overflow. And when your cup overflows, you begin to pour into others. You literally begin to see how God is using you to turn hearts and teach others the same things that God taught you as you invested in your relationship with him. And I just want to encourage you, and hopefully this message equips you to better understand that God doesn't want you to feel like communicating with him is supposed to be difficult. He loves you so much. He has called each and every single one of us. And while we trust and believe that God wants to speak to us, we also have to surrender to him and put ourselves in a posture to listen for his voice and learn from him. So just remember that if you're ever feeling overwhelmed or bogged down, remember two things, rest and relationship. It's the simplest things that God requires of us in order to restore us and fill our cups. So speaking about filling cups, I hope and pray that this message filled you up today. I really do. My goal is to always bring clarity with God's truths. And I hope you leave this episode feeling refreshed. So until next time, guys, please make sure to hit subscribe. Feel free to share this with others. And if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and give me a high five by leaving me five stars and your review below. And you can also visit my website for more tools and information to equip you in your walk with Jesus by going to www.promise-perspective.com. 
and I will talk to you all soon. God bless. Thank you.